The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. We thank you for ordering our parts. We give you praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Praise God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. All right. Time is fast spent, so we have to just dive right in looking on the subject matter, angels. How many of you have been enjoying the series so far? All right. Praise the Lord. You know, recently I was watching, I was watching this movie, uh, this um, Zack Snyder Justice League. And as I was watching, I was amazed at how much these white folks knew about the spirit world. How many of the spirit world those people are do, they are making it into looking like uh, oh this uh, alien is spirit world though? Oh, praise the Lord! It's spirit world. They just package it better. You understand? Package it. This one will come. It's spirit. I was just looking at it. I was like, ha! They had pack, they package falling angels like this, and they were giving them names. Cheating wolf, uh, can you <laughs> package it everywhere and put it up for cinematic impact? Hallelujah! So, you will not know that those guys actually know the spiritual realm. You think that all of them are very, you know, intelligential, knowledge, knowledge. Those guys know it. Praise God, they do know it. Now, let's go into the word Hebrews chapter number one, verse 14. <laughs> get ready, get ready, get ready. Hebrews 1 14, what does it say? It says, Are they not all what? Ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them that are what? Heirs of salvation. We said the word ministering is from the Greek word lethargicos, and lethargicos means a public word functionary, a public official. So, somebody who acts on behalf of another in public. So, the angel acts on behalf of God in the public. So, it's the works of the angels you see in the physical dimension. All right. Even though God who dwells in the eternal is the one that sends them. So, God created angels to function as a bridge between this visible and the invisible realm. Then we saw that that scripture, when that part where it says sent forth, sent forth, we saw that angels have to be authorized to enter into the physical dimension for them to do so. Glory to God. So we find that there is a sending forth of angels. All right. There is a what? A sending forth of angels. God sends angels forth, all right, after men pray. So we can see the protocol of the release of angels from all of the on the teachings we've had the past two Sundays. Then we were able also to see that when he says, sent forth to minister for them, for them who shall be the heirs of salvation, we did an, um, a word study on that expression for, where we discover that the word for is from the Greek word dia, and dia communicates instrumentality. We said the better word to use here in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14 was not for, but what? True. So when we say, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister through them who shall be what? 
heirs of salvation. That means that the activities of angels is dependent on the heirs of salvation. Praise God. And we're further able to praise the Lord. And we're further able to show from Scripture in Daniel chapter 9, from verse 1 even to 8, all right, we see Daniel praying. And in verse 20 to 23, we find out that the angel Gabriel comes to tell Daniel that when you set out your minds to pray, from the moment you prayed, the command was released and I was sent to bring you the answer but i was held up for what one and twenty days so that means that on the first day you prayed the commandment was really showing us that immediately a man approaches god in prayer angels are dispatched praise god that's what the story of daniel shows us that immediately you ask god for something you say father in the name of jesus i ask for this angels are dispatched it doesn't take long for god to dispatch angels you understand but as we see with daniel's case there were some activities in the unseen realm that prevented a speedy manifestation of the answer to daniel's prayer and when we come to the series on prayer we're going to examine some of those things hallelujah but let's continue then we were also able to see in acts of apostles chapter number 12 how that the church in jerusalem when Herod came and picked apostle james and killed him nobody prayed but when he comes and he picks who he picks peter the bible says that prayer was made unto god without ceasing for him and the next response we see is that an angel appears on the scene showing you that the actions of men is what determines the what the release and the commissioning of what of angels are you following so far all right now we talked about how that angels are able to modulate elements now we're going to dwell a bit on that because i want you to see because there are some times where there will be manifestations of the spirit during services that would involve the elements you know for example you find out that all of a sudden when the weather is hot in the hall you just find that the place is cool or you feel a breeze blowing in the hall and you go outside there's no breeze blowing anywhere you understand some of those manifestations are actually manifestation of angelic intervention. I remember there was a time when I held a meeting in um, uh, what do you call it chapel. You know this chapel in University of Lagos. That chapel um, was not this reverend, fair man like Azuka or Agulami. I I I I had problems with him because I used to hold Holy Ghost meeting on the grass. There was a grass. You know, there's this chapel, the main chapel. Then there's this other chapel that is by this side. You understand? So there was this grass at the back of that place. So that was where I used to hold my Holy Ghost meetings with like 30 people. So we had the Holy Ghost meeting there. And by the time we are done, we always destroyed the grass in that place. So, you know, apologies for that, Reverend Azuka. But there was a day, they didn't allow us to have the meeting at that grass part. They told us to go behind so we held the meeting behind there. Why were we having the meeting? We were having a Holy Ghost meeting. And as I, I was ministering, I said, receive the power of the Holy Ghost, you know, there's a ministry in the power of the Spirit and all. A wind began to blow behind where we were. And the, lift, the wind lifted up the people that were in attendance in that place and knocked them down. We were about 15 that attended that meeting. Until today, every time I meet any of them, they always remind, do you remember that meeting we had behind chapel? Because since then, nobody has had any, uh, you understand? We knew it was not breeze, you know, do you understand? It's not, it's not as though there was one breeze blowing, no. It was behind, it, was, it carried people and knocked them down. Lifted them up and boom, 
and they were all talking. You understand? So you find that one of these angels do is that they have the capacity to manipulate elements. Look at Exodus chapter 13, verse 21. You find that in the Old Testament, angels an angel of the Lord appeared as a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire. Alright, look at it, Exodus chapter 13, 21. And the Lord went before them. Now remember what I told you when he says, and the Lord went before them. This Lord here is not God, though. Remember we said it. When we looked at Exodus chapter 3, when he says, and an angel of the Lord appeared unto Moses. Then you know it was an angel that appeared unto Moses. And as he went on, he now began to say, and the Lord, the Lord. The Lord here is the angel of God that is following them all. Is this clear? Mm-hmm. And the Lord went before them by day. In a pillar of cloud. Now, what was the purpose of the pillar of cloud? The pillar of cloud, because they were walking in the desert. And the desert was very, very hot. The purpose of the pillar of cloud was to act like an air conditioning system. So that the rays of the sun did not hit their bodies directly. So that even though they were in the desert, in the desert, what was going on? During the day, they felt what? Cool. Are you following? That was what this angel was for. So the angel appeared in a physical manifestation as a cloud. And when he talks about a pillar, let me tell you what he's talking about. Sometimes, how many of you, when you see pillar, you think about this? That's what you think. You think, what well, just one, this thing. No. Imagine it was in the sky. And for it to be effective, it means that over the entire um, heads of the three million Jews marching through the desert, you had this strip of cloud that covered every single person. Ensuring that for 40 years, they were not smitten by the sun. Are you following? Are you following? That was what the angel was for. Now look at it. He now says, and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them the way. And by night in a pillar of what? Fire to give them light. To go by day and night. So at night, the purpose of the pillar of fire was so that in the camp of the Israelites, as they traveled, number one, there was no darkness. And number two, to give them heat. Because at night in the desert is the coldest point. If you have ever lived in the north, you know what I'm talking about. That during the evening, you find that the place is usually very, very cold. You understand? You, you know, and stuff like that. So what God did was at night, the angel of the Lord provided heat. Look at Psalm 105 and 39. Psalm 105 and 39. You see this. This is what angels have the capacity to do. Praise God. They have the capacity to do. They are the ones that, for example, somebody will have an accident. There's fuel everywhere, but they will prevent the car from blowing up until the person comes out. They are the ones that, for example, the three Igbo children, they were thrown in the midst of fire, but the fire was not burning them. Do you know why? Because an angel had come into that fire and modulated it. Such that the fire was still burning, but it was not touching those guys. That fourth man that appeared in the fire was not Jesus. It was an angel. Notice, Nebuchadnezzar said that the fourth man, the appearance of the fourth man is like the son of what? Of God in the correct, um, what do you call it, Babylonian language, what Nebuchadnezzar said was that, all right, the fourth man is like the son of one of the gods. The son of one of the gods. What he was saying was, that fourth man is not a normal man. Are you following? Because there was no way Nebuchadnezzar would have recognized Jesus. Praise God. Because Jesus was not yet manifested. Glory to God. Glory to God. What he was just reporting about, there's a supernatural being with them. We threw in three, then there is a fourth person. And this fourth person is like a supernatural being. Praise God. 
All right. He said, now listen, same thing David is saying here, content what we just read. He said, he spread a cloud for a covering, right? And fire to give light where? In the night. So we see in Exodus that this cloud and this fire were all activities of what? Angels. All activities of angels. Look at Exodus chapter 40, verse 38. You see it also. All right. Exodus 40, 38. For the cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle by the day, and fire was on it by night in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. This is angelic manifestation. You can also see in Numbers chapter 9, verse 15, and Numbers 14, 14, all right, same thing we find here. Now, in all through the writings of Moses, it is clear that angels mostly manifested as fire before their eyes. So whenever people saw an angel, they always described the appearance of that angel as fire. Praise God. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 22. Okay? They always describe the appearance of that angel as fire. Hi, Dr. Solomon. How are you doing? All right. Deuteronomy 5 and 22. What do they say? He said, This was the Lord spake unto all your assembly in the mount of the midst of the fire, of the cloud, and of the thick darkness, with great voice, and he had it no more. And he wrote them in two tables of stones, and delivered them unto me. Now, this is describing when Moses went up to the mountain of God in Exodus chapter 20 to receive the law. You understand? Of Moses. All right. Now go back to go on to 23. Pay attention. All right. It says, And it came to pass when he heard the voice of the midst of the darkness, for the mountain did burn with what? Fire, that he came near unto me, even all the heads of your tribes and your elders. 24. All right. And he says, What? And he said, Behold, the Lord our God has showed us his glory and his greatness. And we have heard his voice out of the midst of the fire. We have seen this day that God uh, doth talk with man and live it. So they thought that that appearance they were having was who? Was God. But what was going on was that they saw, all right, fire burning on the mountain. That manifestation they saw there, that was the manifestation of an angel. And they heard voice, the voice of God come from the midst of the fire. Are you following? Now, how do we know, how do we know the explanation of this? Because of what Acts chapter 7 verse 53 says. Go to Acts 7 53. Acts 7.53 Acts 53 says clearly, alright, it said who have received the law by the what? Disposition of what? Angels and have not what? Kept it. You see? They received what? The law. Where did they receive the law? Exodus 20. Are you seeing that? So all of those fire, this, that, this, it was what? Angels. The word disposition here is the Greek word diatege. Diatege. D-I-A-T-A-G-E. That word, I, I explained this in my book, Illumina. All right? It means arrangement. Amen? It means arrangement administration. So when he says, who have received the law by the disposition of angels, he's saying that angels arrange the giving of the law. Praise God. But under the authority of God, remember we talked about how angels serve under the authority of God. So they couldn't have done it without God's authority. They were not rebels. Are you following? But angels were the ones that were in they were charged with the word administration and the giving of law. In that happening, we see something very powerful that in God using angels and not using his son to give the law, he shows you that the law is temporary, praise God. But what the son will bring is what is permanent because the son is what everlasting and his reign shall never end. Praise God. Angels are not reigning. They, don't, they are not kings. Praise God. Over men. They, are, they have authority thrones amongst themselves, but not to reign 
over men. But the son has been given throne authority to reign over men forever and ever. So that's why the Bible says the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by what? Jesus. Showing you that there is a difference. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at Galatians 3.19. You see exactly the same thing. That the law came by the arrangement of angels. Galatians 3.19. Before someone begins to argue. Oh, pastor, you have come again. Oh, you want save forever save people. You know, never allow people to tag you. You understand? If someone tells you, are you, you, you are the preacher of eternal salvation. I say, no, I'm not. Though. I preach salvation. Praise the Lord. I appreciate your salvation. All you osas me. I'm not osas. So what is osas? I'm not one safe, always safe preacher. No. <laughs> ah, no, no, no. My name is not osas. My name is Femela. I'm not an osas preacher. All right? Don't brand me. My name is Femela. I'm a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Preach that gospel. God saves forever. <laughs> Amen. Amen. This, how can you? I, I still don't understand it. People have, I think it's an English problem. It's an English problem. How can someone say you have eternal life? Eternal. Do you know what eternal means? If it's forever. Everlasting. What is it? Forever. Salvation. Alright? He said, as giving what? Eternal salvation to as many as obey him. Hebrews chapter 5, verse, verse 8. Eternal salvation. Eternal life. So how can you how did you come with this temporary thing? It's eternal everywhere. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. So when you say, eh, eh, this is giving people permission to sin, shut up. To use permission to sin. Which permission to sin do people get from uh, God has saved me in his love forever? What permission is there to dare to sin? You say it's because if I'm not afraid of hell, you fear doesn't stop people from sinning. They will be afraid while they are sinning. Hey! hey, hey. They say we shouldn't do it all. They said we shouldn't do it too. They said, and you are going there. They said, it doesn't stop you from sinning. <laughs> what are you talking about? What we have is liberty in Christ. Hallelujah. Freedom from sin. Well, what are you talking about? Don't let anybody chip in the grace that God has given to us. Hallelujah. Now it says, wherefore then serveth the law? It was added. Notice, it was what? It was what? That one is a sermon on its own. Just let's just leave it so I don't get tempted. He said it was added. Just leave it. Because of transgressions. So that means it was added because of transgressions. It was not the plan. Glory to God. It's like you were cooking rice. But the rice was too small. You added beans. Your intention was to cook rice. But because rice has finished at home. And the one it's too You now added what? Beans. So it was added because of what? Rice is not enough. Are you following? <laughs> so it was added because of what? Transgression. Till the seeds, till you buy more rice, you beat rice and beans. So when you buy more rice and there's now plenty of rice, you throw beans away, it's only rice. You understand? He said it was added because of transgressions till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. Now listen. And it was what? Ordained. By who? Angels. In the hand of what? There was never a time they mentioned law, the law of Moses and God together. Did God give it? Yes. How did he give it to angels? He said, look, I, I want angels to be associated with this. <laughs> but when grace showed up, God. You understand? Are you following? So, men, whenever they want to, to quote concerning the law, hallelujah, the angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord. When we're not talking about the gospel, the son, the son, the son, the son. 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now let's continue. Well, so, so guys, here's 319. Then you can also look at Hebrews chapter 2, 2 to 4. Alright? Hebrews 2, 2 to 4 tells us the law came by angels. He said, For if the word spoken by what? Angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. The law is the word spoken by angels. Hallelujah. So more to scripture, we find out that angels manifested as fire. So many times when you people shout Holy Ghost fire, what they are actually talking about is angels. Holy Ghost fire, consume them. Holy Ghost fire, destroy them. Well, it's angels they are talking about. Holy Ghost was in a fire. Holy Ghost is not a fire. It's a person. Praise the Lord. It's a person. Hallelujah. Now, look at 2 Kings chapter 1 verse 9. Verse 14. In 2 Kings chapter 1 verse 9, you find out that Moses, because today I'm going to begin to teach you guys about how to walk in faith. Praise God. Alright? To walk in faith. Alright? Because angels only function in an atmosphere of faith. Amen? Angels only function in an atmosphere of faith. Now, I said first Kings chapter, second Kings chapter 1, 2 Kings chapter 1, 9. Now, and a king, all right, what was going on here was, um, there was a king that, all right, um, huh, okay, ah, I want to move fast because I'm supposed to teach you guys about the connection between altars. And the, you know, the spiritual realm. I, I mentioned that last week, Abby. Uh-huh. I'm going to try and see if I can touch it. So you will see it. I will show you why. All right. The children of Israel, whenever they began to raise altars to other gods, they lost territory. Because there is always a connection between an altar and the territory. Praise God. Praise God. Um, this is Sunday. On Friday night, around um, 12.15, I had one of my... Bible study session with an angel of the Lord, all right? And in that Bible study session, the Lord, the, the, that angel said, I want to show you how when the Lord wants to take over a territory and influence a nation, how he does it. So I want to show you how to do it because I told you last year, I had a vision where the Lord said, the, the, the call I have given you is not a local one. It is a what? It is a global one. Remember that? All right. So it is global in, in focus. You understand? You have done local, but now it's time for it to go global. So the angel was showing me and teaching me, this is how you take a country. You understand? And one of the reasons I'm going to share those details with you. All right. Because he was showing me, I mean, it was very, very clear. Right. Funny thing was that I, had, I was in the parlor, I'm watching TV, then I wanted to go and sleep. I, you know, I always pray in tongues, you know, whether, whatever I'm doing. So I was going to bed, Jason and someone were already asleep, and I got on the bed, and as I got on the bed, and I looked up, the angel was there. <laughs> you know, and you know, we are cool like that. So I was not even afraid, just like that. Oh, okay, hmm, okay, okay, okay. So sometimes, wifey will hear me. Say sometimes you think I'm talking to her. I said, What? Huh? <laughs> I'm not talking to you, honey. <laughs> Praise God. Alrighty. Amen. Second Kings chapter number one and nine. Now, see, pay attention. Now, 
This guy wanted to kill. Someone was asking me a question from our hungry self. I was like, why is it that uh, Elijah called fire down here? He said, where is Christ? He said, where is Christ in it? He was asking for the Christology as perspective. <laughs> he said, and then the king sent unto him a captain of 50 with his 50. And he went up to him and behold, he sat on the top of an hill. Pay attention. And he spoke unto him, that man of God, the king has said, come down. Now, in the preceding verse of this, what happened? I will explain. The king had fallen down from his roof and he had broken his back. Okay? So, he calls the servant and sent them, come servant, go, pay attention. No? He said that they should go to Ekron, to the God of Ekron. Okay? And find out for him whether he will come down from the bed. You must understand. This was the king of Israel who was the one the oil was upon to administrate justice on behalf of the kingdom of God in the territorial space called Israel. Are you following? He was now sending men to go to Ekron. Glory to God. Another territory where there was a principality in charge. To go and consult at an altar what is going to happen to me, king of Israel. Are you following? Now, Elijah was like, I can't let that happen. So the angel of the Lord spoke to Elijah. This king is going to consult because I will show you what consulting at altars means. When you consult at an altar, you are yielding territory to that altar. Are you following? You are yielding territory to that altar. So Elijah has an angel. All right, that ministers um, um, with him, all right, over the territory called Israel, right? As long as Elijah is there, all right, all right, for example, remember Elijah had made sure in 1 Kings 17 that all the altars of Baal were pulled down. You will find out that many a times in the Old Testament, whenever a revival wanted to break out, and when God wanted to bring again the rain, his reign over the territory of Israel, the first thing that will happen is that the altars of Baal have to come down. Then the altar of the Lord has to be raised up. Remember, what is his name now? Gideon. Gideon in the book of Judges. I think we will get there. The first thing the angel said, go to your father's house. Pull down the altar of Baal there. Then the next thing he does, he raises up the altar of God there. Because the altar, all right, was man saying, I give permission to whatever spirit mm -hmm. that altar is raised up to, to function in the earth. Now, in the New Testament, we don't raise up physical altars. Our bodies, hallelujah, are now the temples of the living God. So when a man comes and says, I received Jesus as the Lord of my life, praise God, that man's body has become an altar to God. That man's body has become a temple to God. Praise God. So what that man has done, when he says, I accept Jesus as Lord of my life, he's, uh, he's saying that I yield my body, hallelujah, 100% for God to have his way through my life. He's saying that the kingdom of God should find expression on this earth through me. Because the altar is the permission, is the legal right for the spiritual realm to enter into the physical. Are you following? So that's why in the Old Testament, altars were not joked with. They were not joked with. Everywhere Abraham went to, he built an altar. By that altar, Abraham was saying, I take this space. I seize it. Hallelujah. For what? The God of the covenant. The God I have entered into a covenant with. 
That's what he was doing. Whenever Jacob went to, he would plant an altar there. They knew what they were doing. When the children of Israel crossed the Jordan, the first thing they did, they built an altar. And they built it with 12 stones, representing every tribe of Israel. What were they saying? That each tribe here cedes this territory to God. Praise God. You must understand. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So when this guy sent to Ekron, to Baal, the God of Ekron, to go and consult with the Spirit, Elijah had to stop it. Because if he did not stop it, what would have meant was that that king of Israel acceded the territory. Because he just got on the throne. Herb had been killed. Do you understand? So this guy just got on the throne. So he said, let's even back up so you understand. Start from verse 1. I want you to understand so you understand some of the things, the reasons why kings had to be dethroned. You understand? And another had to take their place. You must understand the spiritual story, all right, that you will not see directly in the, you understand, by reading the scriptures fully. Amen. Now see, then Moab rebelled against Israel after the death of Ahab. Are you paying attention? All right. Now remember, remember that, uh, what is his name now? Elijah had dealt with Ahab and Jezebel. Elijah in 1st King 18 had, I mean they've killed all the prophets of Baal and they pulled down the, ba- the, the you know the, the altars of Baal all the ba- uh, altars they erected they pulled it down and up until this time nothing you understand the reason why Isaiah was sending for a prophet all right outside of Israel was because there was no prophet of Baal in Israel to consult are you following? Now, it says, And Isaiah fell down through a lattice in his upper chamber that was in Samaria and was sick. And he sent message, messengers and said unto them, Go inquire of Baalzebub, the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover of this disease. Because there was no prophet of Baal in Israel. Elijah had killed everyone. Hallelujah. Now, so what he was saying was, this, in the realm of the city, the implication was, this territory was in the control of that demoniacal personality called Baal. All right? By the actions and activities of Elijah, he, that demonic spirit lost the territory. Are you following? Now, because Ahab and Jezebel were unrepentant, Ahab lost his life. Are you following? Now, Isaiah comes in. There is no prophet of Baal to consult. He was raised by his parents to be a Baal worshiper. He too did not repent, even though he saw everything Elijah did. Are you following? He injures himself. Next thing he does, instead of looking for Elijah, he sends to Baal the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover this disease. Now, look at what happens in verse 3. It says, but the angel of the Lord said to Elijah. Now, why is it that this angel of the Lord said to Elijah? Because the angel of the Lord is in the realm of the spirits. And understands the implication of what was about to happen. Ah, talk to me if you are getting what I'm saying. Amen. He understands the implication of what's about to happen. So he talks to the man on earth on the scene that has authority to stop it. The prophet. Are you following? Yes, sir. He has authority to stop it. So he says, But the angel of the Lord said to Elijah the Tishbite, Arise, go up to meet these messengers of the king of Samaria and say to them, is it not because there is no God in Israel? Is it not because there is no God who is in charge of this territory that you have now sent to Baal Zebub, 
The God of what? Ekron. He now says in verse 4. Now, therefore, thus said the Lord, thou shalt not come down from that bed on which thou hast gone up, but shall surely die. And in that bed. Now, many of you, when you read these things, you feel this is wicked. Because you are looking at it from the physical eyes. You don't understand what he's doing. This is a prophet of God defending the territory. Saying, I have, we've taken this territory, we are not losing it. This was defensive. Praise God. Hallelujah. This was defensive. Because the king, don't forget, even though Isaiah was a, was a backslider, oil was on his head. He was anointed king of Israel. So he had kingly authority over that territory. Yet, he was soliciting demonic spirit to come and take over it. I don't know whether you understand. That's what I was doing. So the prophet had to step in. So see, Next verse 5. He says, And when the messengers turned back unto them, he said unto them, Why are ye now turned back? Next verse, verse 6. He now says, And they said unto him, There came a man up to meet us and said unto us, Go turn again unto the king that sent you, and say unto him, Thus said the Lord, Is it not because there is not a God in Israel that thou sendest to acquire us about the God of Ekron? Therefore thou shalt not come down from that bed on which thou had gone up, but shalt surely die. Now verse 7. Pay attention. And he said unto him, What manner of man was he which came up to meet you and told you this was? Pay attention. In 8. He now says what? Well, and they Answered him, he was an airy man and get with a ghetto of leather about his loins. And he said, It is Elijah the teacher, which means he knew he was. He knew. So he couldn't have been, I didn't know that there was a prophet in Israel. He knew. Next verse. Then the king sent unto him a captain of 50 with his widow, and he went up to him and behold, he sat on the top of an hill and he spoke unto him, That man of God, the king has said, What come down? Understand that they were not telling him to come down to come and Jesus, they wanted to kill him. Do you understand? Because what they wanted to do was, they wanted to remove the man in the physical realm that was becoming an obstacle. Because if they took him out, they could do what they wanted to do. So you must understand this thing. Don't just be reading your Bible anyhow. There are spiritual things at play. Remember, there was a prophecy that the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent. And the, the Abrahamic promise to Abraham was, God entered into a covenant with Abraham that it is through your lineage this seed of the woman will come. So the devil did everything to take that territory. Anywhere the Abrahamic seed was, he, he wanted to take it. So prophets, kings, and priests were raised up with the, with the power of the Holy Ghost to defend the territory. God put the word in their mouths so that when they spoke, angels could act. When they spoke, angels were. Whenever any one of them backseated, God had to change them. So when Saul backseated, he had to change him because there were implications. Are you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's continue. He now says, If I be a man of God, now, Isaiah answered to his captain of the city, If I be a man of God, then let fire come down from heaven and consume them and die 50. Angels can kill. You know, I told you. I told you now. They can kill you. Don't make no any mistake about it. After the thing, we'll go and get judged in heaven. He said, <laughs> and then they answered to the capture of 50. If I be a man of God, let, then let fire come down from heaven and consume them and die 50. And there came down fire from heaven and consumed. Now, that fire from heaven, the word heaven there is Ashamayim. He's not talking about heaven of God. He's talking of from the sky. All right? So that fire that came from heaven actually came from the angel, as you will soon see. Amen? 
Amen. You know, and Elijah answered and said to uh, no, no, and again, so he sent a second one. He sent to him another captain of his 50, which is 50. And he answered and said to him, Oh man of God, talks that the king said, Come down quickly. So they were still being speaking, you know, they wanted to charge him with treason. Come down. No, kill him. All right. And Elijah answered and said unto him, If I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy 50. And the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and his 50. 102 dead. Listen, understand what it was about. This was warfare. It was territorial defense. Elijah was the man that angel was counting on to play his role. To ensure that that territory was not ceded. Hallelujah. That territory was not ceded. So you see here, and he sent again a captain of the third 50 with his 50. And the third captain of the 50 went up and came and fell on his knees before. Hey, this one was begging. But pay attention. Elijah was not paying attention to the begging. Pay attention. He said, and the third captain of 50 went up and came and fell on his knees before Elijah. And besought him and said unto him, O man of God, I pray thee, let my life and the life of this 50 thy servant be precious in thy sight. Next verse, verse 14. Behold, there came fire down from heaven and burnt up the two captains of the former 50s with their 50s. Therefore, let my life now be precious in thy sight. Now, pay attention in verse 15. Next thing we see. And the angel of the Lord said unto Elijah, Go down with him. Be not afraid of him. And he arose. So that means Elijah was not paying attention to what that guy was saying. It was, if, this, if the angel doesn't let me go, I will roast you too. Do you understand? <laughs> Do you get? You understand? He said, he said, be not afraid of him. And he rose and went down with him unto the king. Are you following? So you must understand that there, there, there is in the realm of the spirit, there is that. Many believers, we have ceded territories to devils without knowing it. For example, when a, God tells a church, Go and plant church here. Or go and hold this meeting here. Go all out and hold this crusade here. When you don't do it, you are seeding territories. One person with this will not come and take over the space. When God says, go and buy land in this place, buy land. If you don't buy it, one person is going to buy the land, turn it to a nightclub. Then that place will not be known for prostitution. Instead of the gospel. Hallelujah. Look at Sulilere. More buildings are used for nightclub in this Sulilere than anywhere. Ah, go on, just drive. It's COVID that has stopped things. Hallelujah. 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 One of the reasons why, even when we moved to that tent in August, we are still, anyway, we are paying for this place another year this week. So it's because we are not giving up the venue. This building. You understand? Before nightclub move here. Because the, see, spiritual warfare is territorial. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It is what? Territorial. Glory to God. It's territorial. You must know how you are out to fight. And I've not reached 10% of my, my, my notes. Hallelujah. Okay, so where was I? So you understand now, right? When angels manifest, most times you see it's fire. In Psalm 104 verse 4, it says, For he maketh his angels, what? Spirits, and his ministers, 
flames of what? Of fire. Flames of fire. So many times, for example, we are ministering, and we are ministering, and some of you, 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 you just feel that there's this warmth, or like something electric touches you. You understand? Sometimes it's an angel of God that touches you. We say it's the presence of God. Because angels actually carry, bring presence in. You understand? Maybe this angel spirit and it's just a flame of fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I wanted to also bring it to your understanding was that when we talk about the law of Moses, all right, because in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 4, it tells us there that the law of Moses was written by the finger of God. Turn there, Deuteronomy 10, 4, and he wrote on the tables according to the first writing. Remember that? The first writing, all right, God wrote, they said that the Lord wrote with, you know, it was a finger, the Lord wrote it with his own hand. All right, he said, and he wrote on the tables according to the first writing the Ten Commandments, which the Lord spake unto you in the mount of the midst of the fire in the day of the assembly, and the Lord gave them unto me. You have in Daniel chapter 5, verse 5 to 8, that and a, and if a, um, a hand appeared, all right, and wrote on the wall, Mene, Mene, take care of fasting. All right, that hand was the hand of an angel. So, angels have the capacity to write. Praise God, they have the capacity to write. And the very fact that they were able to the very fact that they were able to write on stones and people could read it shows you, hallelujah, that an angel of the Lord can actually sign documents to favor you. Oh. When we are talking of breaking protocol, is angel God used to break protocol. Remember when Peter was to be released from prison. You notice they didn't go and sign these chart papers. Are you following? The angel didn't go there. I'm here to release Peter. Where are his papers? You know that? They did not. They ignored the protocol. And they brought Baba out. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> I said, praise the Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, I want to, let me just, let me start rapping. Amen. <laughs> now, we've said that angels are deployed via prayer. However, this is not the only way they are deployed. You know, in the, in the Old Testament, we know that there were three major offices. The office of the king, the office of the priest, and the office of the prophet. All these three roles are collapsed in the new creation. Because in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9, it says you are a what? A chosen generation. A royal priesthood. That is royalty and priests. So you are king priests. Amen? King priests. Glory to God. They now say, what of the prophet? Well, Joel chapter 2, all right, verse 20, it says, At the last days I will pour out my spirit upon what? All flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall do what? Prophesy. Your young men shall what? See, uh, see visions. And your old men shall what? Dream dreams. All of those things are prophetic operations. So the man in Christ has the prophetic in him, the man in Christ has the kingly office in him, and the man in Christ has the priestly office in him. Are you following? So in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20, it says, Where the word of a king is, there is what? There is power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So as we study in the Old Testament, we see that angels respond to faith-filled words. Decreased by men operating from their spiritual offices. The thing is that the angels, the men did not address, they didn't instruct the angels to do anything, they just declared. So, for example, what we just read in 2 Kings chapter 1, what the Elijah said, if I be a man of God, notice that, if I be a man of God, if I be a man of God, if I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven. And as he spoke, fire came down, the angel responded. 
Are you following? All right. Then you have Second Kings. Look at Second Kings chapter number two and verse seven. Second Kings chapter two, verse seven to eight. Have you heard a man of God say things like, "In the name of," he's praying and he said, "In the name of the Lord Jesus, I call on all the graces that are at work in me, based on all the hands that have been laid on me." Have you heard some people pray like that? You know, you, you know what they are doing. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know they are doing no. You know this praying thing get levels. Ah, you get levels. You know there are sometimes there are levels of prayer just praying this thing. But there are levels where you enter, you're like, eh? This one is not about the miracle. This one is about the calling. Do you understand? Praise God. Amen. Let's continue. Second Kings chapter two, verse seven. This is where Elijah is going. I hope you know Elijah didn't go to heaven. You know he didn't go to heaven now. No, wait. <laughs> because I hope you know Elijah. You know. <laughs> Good. What was happening in Second Kings when he says the Lord is taking Elijah? What God was taking Elijah away from the sin. Amen. Because Elijah, by confession, has said, I'm tired, I don't want to go on. After the encounter with who? Jezebel. How many of you remember that? How many of you remember that? Uh-huh. So Elijah was overwhelmed. And God was, he took him out of that sin, out of that assignment and replaced him. Hmm. Be careful what you use your mouth to say. Amen. You are replaceable. God replaced, the, replaced Elijah, not with one, but with three people. Three. So when Elijah, Elijah was like, ah, I'm overwhelmed. Ah, ah, this thing is too strong for me. Then he went on saying, I'm the only one, only I, only I, only I, only I is serving you. God now responded, rise up. Go and anoint Elisha in your place. Go and anoint Jehu as king of Israel. Then he now said, go and anoint Asael as king of who? Syria. Then he now ended and said, I have 7,000 in Israel whose head have not bowed to bow and whose tongue who have not what? Kissed him. Stop overestimating yourself. Praise God. And he replaced Elijah with three people. Elisha to handle the prophetic. Jehu to handle the what? The kingly. And Asaiah. To be a thorn in the side of Israel. In case they mess up. <laughs> to keep them in check. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, let's go. Now, in 2 Kings chapter number 2 and 7. And the 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to few for far above. And they stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle. Pay attention. No, pay attention. No, hey. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters. And they were divided into and theta, so that they too went over on dry ground. Next verse. It now says, now notice so. You see how we just read it? As though it's normal. Is it normal for someone to, you understand? Is it normal? No. What was happening was Elijah understood the realm of the spirit so much. That he knew what to do to get a response. He didn't speak here. He just took his mantle and smote water. The water understood the message. 
But that water understanding message, you must have now noticed that is the action of who? An angel. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Now, and it came to pass. When they were gone over there, Elijah said to Elijah, Ask for, so let's go on. I want us to go on to when they take, when Elijah was taken away. That's verse 12. Right? Quickly. He said, I know, 11. Pay attention now. Because time is going. Ah, time needs to be slower. And it came to pass that as they still went on and talked, that behold, pay attention, there appeared a chariot of words. Translation. 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 Hmm. It appeared as a chariot of fire, but that was an what? An angel. I remember a vision that I had. I remember that vision. I told you guys, um, I, yeah, I told you about a vision. I sent it to you guys on on this thing, where I said that I saw angels, they were on horses. And the Lord said to me that both the horses and the angels were spirits. Amen. They were spirits. They are angels. This is an angel. So that child, there appeared the child of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And the angel went up by a woman. So what is that? It was an angel that took him up. So many times, glory to God, the means of transportation, teleportation, all right, like to move from one location to another, it's an angel that does it. With Elijah and with Stephen, was, um, so with uh, Philip, was an angel that does it. You find somebody where the person is inside a car, all right, and they are about to have an accident, an angel of the Lord will snatch that person out of the car and throw him out. And you will now go, you see the car, you see him outside. There are some that they will be about to have an accident and the angel of God will snatch them and deposit them in their room. Praise the Lord. Yeah. The angel, they are the ones that do those stuff. I mean, um, Apostle Ayo Babalala, alright, they used to say that the man of God, <laughs> yeah, that man of God was weird. To the point that when I heard the stories of Apostle Ayo Babalala, I began to think that they were made up. <laughs> This man of God, they'll be leading praise and worship. You understand? You know, CSC leading, oh, Lua, Kiniko, something, give me one song now. And so, Kalewa, so Kalewa, something, something. They'll be singing. And as they sing it, the man will be levitating. His feet will not be touching the ground. Ayo, Babalala. Ayo, Babalala. The man will start praying. Then they, he was giving someone a disobedience. The man will be praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. Then when you say, in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. They will not say, ah, that we should have prayed longer. That this 30 minutes prayer that they just had is too short in the presence of the Lord. They say, Baba, 30 minutes. <laughs> Wednesday, Lawa. Monday, Laberiadra. Yes, that's how it was. In prayer. He could go praying for days. No, no, I'm not talking of the one that is praying and is forcing himself to pray. No. Supernatural energy to pray. That's what I'm talking about. So that one is supernatural. Before you want to go and kill yourself. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. I say, I, I went to, I won't sleep. No. Yes, I just supernatural. The one that is, you understand. <laughs> That's how the guy was. That time, there was time, the guy would go to for crusade without car. The, uh, the Ayoba, prophet Ayobabalala was like that. He was a weird dude. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So these are activities of angels. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said praise God. Hallelujah. So, see, let me just end here because it's almost nine. 
And be soon, somebody will be standing up and waving hand. Hallelujah. Now look at St. Mark's Gospel chapter 11, verse 23. I noticed that nobody is standing away because the salmon is sweet, have you? Praise God. <laughs> it's sweet. Now let me show you something that you need to learn. Angels do not function in the atmosphere of fear and doubt. That's why when fear is present, the first thing they will tell you is fear not. Fear not. Fear has to leave the room. Amen? In Mark 11, 24 all right, we are told, all right, for verily I say unto thee, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not that in his heart, but shall believe that those things which, are, which he has said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he say. What this scripture is telling us is that faith is the key that turns the invisible will of the Spirit. If you want things to move in the Spirit and cause there to be changes in the physical, that what can explain? Faith is the key. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, we, we see a story because in James chapter 1 verse 5, all right, the guy, um, James says that if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of words. But let him ask what? In faith, not in doubting. He said because if he asks in doubt, he will not receive anything from the Lord because an, unsta- an unstable man, sorry, no, a what? A what is... Um, a double-minded man is unstable what? in all his ways. So the man who is doubting is double-minded. Are you paying attention? Now, you will now see something now in the book of Luke chapter 1 verse 10. Remember that Zachariah was a priest. Angel Gabriel appears to Zachariah. Then Angel Gabriel comes and tells him and says, your prayer. God has answered your prayer. What was Zachariah's prayer? He wanted to have a child. Is that correct? Then the angel comes and appears to him. Where? In the holies of holies. Not in his backyard when he can say maybe it's Mukaila that came. No, in the holies of holies, all right, Angel Gabriel appears there and says, Your God has answered your prayers. And gives him the full gist and all. Do you know what this stupid priest said? This priest said, uh-uh, How can he be? It was an angel that was telling him. And he was saying, How can he be? Seeing I'm old. I'm not sure. He said, Show me how, how do I know it will, be, it will happen. He was talking to an angel. In the holies of holies, you know what Gabriel said. Gabriel didn't explain. Gabriel was like, You are a priest of the Most High God. You are right here in the holies of holies, offering sacrifice. I have appeared to you. You've seen me. I'm an angel. You know, no man can be inside this place. Uh-huh. Yeah. Then you are asking me, telling me that how will it happen? So he says, This is unbelief. So do you know what? The angel now responds and says to him, He said, You will be dumb. Until that child is born. Do you know why? Listen to me and hear what I'm about to say very, very well. This. When it comes to the realm of the spirit, it is better to be dumb than to speak unbelief. Yes, sir. It is better to be dumb and speak unbelief. Notice Zachariah did not go deaf. Do you know why? So that faith can come. You know, faith comes by what? Hearing. So he was dumb, so he will not vocalize his unbelief. But he was not deaf, so he can keep hearing. 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 So that faith can come. So when John the Baptist was what? Born. What did he say? He spoke faith. His name is John. 
Hallelujah. Hear me and hear me very well. When you are believing God for something, declare God's word. When you don't feel like what will come out of your mouth, his faith, shut up. Do not permit your mouth to cause your flesh to sin. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 6. Um, we are talking our feelings. Pastor, it's my feelings. Feelings fire you there. My feelings. Can't we be real? Yes, the word. Listen, understand him of the spirit. This is not a joke. If better, if you want to, it's better. We need to know which one you want to do. You understand? Let's know which one you want to do. If you are serious, be serious. But if you are a joker, then just excuse us. If you want to get this thing, know how this thing works. You come to church, I am a millionaire in dollars. Karaba sha ta 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 ta. You get home, you get an alert that shows money, and you now begin to talk. Ah, this country is terrible. The economy is terrible. Whose economy is terrible? Your economy. From where did you move from that to stop confusing your angel? Are you a man of faith or a man of fear? Which one are you? Which one are you? Then some of you, you are very, very, very vagabond in your behavior. You come here, you hear the word of faith here. Then your ears are always itching, itching, itching. You now go and be listening to other men. You'll be scouring websites. The website you have, you've not finished it. You'll be itchy here. I want to listen to this one too. Mm, mm. Someone is not explaining why you can be poor. And you are understanding it. Mm. Wow. Mm. This is word. Mm. Continue. Then you now be shalayeng. You see, the church at Jerusalem were experienced a famine. You see, so you know there there were poor saints in Jerusalem. You see, and to, you understand? We're talking stupid talk. Don't be talking nonsense. Continue. Haven't you noticed? Look at the church in Nigeria. The people that always explain reason for poverty. Their churches are ministry are poor. I was there before. We were poor. We were poor. Many of those folks that used to say those words, they are changing mouth now. My needs are made provision. Because I, 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 I was telling them then. I was telling them then. Continue talking rubbish. I was telling them then. They say, no, I am doing sicker sentry. I said, I'm doing sicker sentry. No, we, we will beat me here. It's a principle. It doesn't care about your feelings. If you don't apply, it won't work for you. Amen? Amen. It won't work for you. I was saying one time. <laughs> I mean, one time I was talking to the man of God. We used to have finance, you know, finance programs and stuff like that. Sing, 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 sing. Everybody's changing mouth now. I don't know why we can discuss things that the brethren we need. Eh, we can discuss it now. But you, you, you said that was this thing then. But now we can discuss. Okay. When we're doing relationship seminar, they say, oh, you see, you have chasing members. Now the person is doing relationship by the clinical or something. Say, hey, so we can discuss marriage now in church. Oh, it's emphatically discussing. But when I was saying it, why did you... Emphatically discuss now, Abi. Hmm. Listen to me and let me tell you this thing. I will tell you, say it only once. Whenever God tells you to do something, do it. Stop be looking at what people will say. Don't be looking for applause and don't look for endorsements. Just do it. Did you hear what I said? Just do it. So far, God says you should do it. Agree with you, do it. Because if you are waiting for people to clap for you, you are not going to do what your God has told you to do. Hallelujah. 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 For example, we are planning churches. Some people sit down and cross their legs. It's ambition. His ambition is going to de- continue. They will first talk, 
Then later they will pay attention. Then before I know it, they will applaud. Then they will not say teachers. That's life. You understand? Don't pay attention to mockers. Whenever someone has taken up the mantle of I am a mocker, don't, don't pay attention. Let the person mock. Soon, that person will come to apologize for mocking and want to learn. Praise God. I said praise God. Unfortunately, I have to stop. Because I have to stop. Do you know, maybe soon see, I, see, I, will, I, will, <laughs> I have to stop because I still have a lot to teach you. See, listen to me. The moment you have God for something, let's say you want a car. You know why I always use things like that, those kind of things, you understand? It's, I think it's one, you will get it. When you want a car, just look at it. Just sometimes what I always do is that I just say, okay, I want to apply this test, this, this thing. Let's say you want a car. And you say, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask, I request for a Toyota Kami 2000 something model red. I receive it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. The moment you say that, an angel has been released to cause that thing to come to you. There are more angels than you are, so they don't have work. You understand? So the more you pray, the more work they have. Do you follow what I'm saying? Do you get They are looking for work. You need to use them as by prayer and faith. Now, after you have done that, you now begin to every day, your words align. Father, I give you praise for my red car. Do you understand? Whenever you feel like saying that you don't have the car, that things like let us all give ourselves brain uh, in Europe, oh, they don't need faith to buy car. Oh, it's because this country is not where. Just hold your mouth. Just. You understand? Yo. If you have a girlfriend that is encouraging you, break up the decision, or you will say take a break. And you follow what I'm saying? Until you get your manifestation. Are you paying attention? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Look at it. Says, look at it. He says, suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to what? Sin. Neither say thou before the angel that it was an error. Mm. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Read it again. He says, suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. Neither say thou before the angel that it was what? It was an error. Why? The angels are always before you. Hallelujah. Don't talk faith in church and talk unbelief in your house. Your prayer of faith initiates your conversations and your confessions of faith in everyday conversation is what establishes your manifestation. Praise God. When they ask you about it, what do you see? When you are distant about it, what do you see? Hallelujah. That's why, for example, how many churches are we planting this year? I didn't hear you. Amen. How many? Amen. Ten. Glory to God. Doesn't matter what the weather is. Doesn't matter whether it begins to snow. It's ten. It doesn't matter if it will cost us hundred million, one fifty million. All I know, ten years. December thirty first, twenty twenty one. Ten. Did you hear what I said? Did I said? If God has to move Elon Musk to wire us $1 million, eh? whatever needs to happen, then. if God has to triple promote you so that you can give more, then. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Then. I, have, I don't limit God again. You see that family, I used to limit God, he's dead. We, are, or, we conducted the barrier for him. You understand? This one that I was giving from, it doesn't mean, ah, we are doing it. 
Amen. 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 We will go on the television. On television stations. Then we buy television stations. We will buy radio stations. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know those buildings they say they don't want church to use? Oh, so sad. Name your price. Hallelujah. They say, can you afford it? I'm okay. Name a price. 150 million. All right. 150 million. You can pay it now. That, 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 that. We just say, take check. Take. Pay. So, can we have the keys and the documents? You understand? Hallelujah. Stand up for your feet. Let me take it to you. You are not a beggarly church. You are not a beggarly church. Stop thinking or talking like a beggar. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We have money with a purpose. We have the Holy Ghost for a purpose. We have innumerable company of angels for a purpose. And as we are learning the word of God, we get the results we ought to get. Praise the Lord. I said, Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Now begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. Come on. You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.